very uncomfortable in a beanbag hello and welcome to the next episode of my podcast it's uh again i think it's late i keep on making it late because of hangovers it's been it's, it was a huge weekend for irish people in new zealand because it was the irish race day where everyone uh gets dressed up and they don't so much look like pikeys anymore me included and you wear suits and then you know you look kind of elegant and you go to the fancy race course in Ellerslie and you you get all of your nice pictures photographs out of the way early on every single Irish friend I have here in Auckland have they made sure they didn't say it at the time but they went nuts taking photographs at the start of the day saying this is the best you look for a long time for at least two weeks and then it got loose as fuck and and people are running around drinking all sorts of shots and and, and weird drinks and uh and then uh there's so many weird stories that you're still hearing about and then there's a couple of people that had cameras at the end of the night this is all in one day well for most people and then and then there's pictures of people doing weird things and upside down and dancing and and all of that carry on but i'll get to that in in a, in a minute oh, i need to check my computer the because for me it's I, I, this is the busiest i've been in a long time right so the comedy festival i what i didn't do a show for the first time in seven years i didn't do a show uh, but then all of a sudden i got involved in a lot of a lot of stuff hosting gigs and it was great fun because you didn't have the pressure of writing a show, a show, which I have now because I'm doing Edinburgh with my mate. So now we are writing a show together. But that's fun. That's easy because there's two of us. But if I was going to do a show in Auckland, I was probably going to make it a weird kind of personal sad show, which uh, I'm glad I didn't. But either way, I was, <clears throat> I yes, yeah, so I was hosting a lot of stuff and hosting big shows and 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 a debate uh, between international comedians and and New Zealand comedians and all of that was fun. Uh, it was it was it was it was great crack and then I got to the end where the the festival where the the guy hosting the big show Jesse wanted to gather all the ginger comedians together to go on stage and sing a big beautiful uh, poignant song about being ginger. Now I know I'm not fully I've done my face and my what what's left down there as a shape and the uh, so. And that was great. And you're on stage with all these people that can actually sing. And I can do karaoke when I'm absolutely off my face. But uh, being sober, singing was, was, was weird. But it comes back to just two things. Everything happens in childhood and it sticks with you. You know, they say like the Oedipus complex, people that only be with women that look like their mother is because they were sucking on the boobie as a baby and they got a mini boner. Or they like women dressed big huge women dressed in leather because they were climbing up the sofa in the 80s or 90s and they got a mini boner that sort of stuff so that's what they're into when they're older but that's all sexual but they i'm really bad at maths my sums me sums i can't do me sums and i'm better i'm better now because i run quizzes and i have to add up fast but i often make mistakes and i don't care because it's not a real quiz but 
Uh, so math sorry, was really bad at because my teacher was sick one day and we had to go into a different teacher's classroom and her name is Miss Martin. It's probably going to be Miss forever because she was a bitch, right? And she was a maths Nazi and I was in her class and she would just randomly in the middle of the day just shoot like a, a, a times table at, at somebody, like a multiplication, like seven times nine, eight times five. And the person in the class would have to stand up and answer the the maths question straight away. But I couldn't do it because I wasn't good at maths and I didn't have her in my ear for two, three years. So I was sitting in a class and I, I don't know what I was doing. Just sitting there minding my own business. And then she threw six times seven, I think it was, at me. And I sat there looking around. Oh, there's no way you're asking me that question because I'm not in your class. And she goes, stand up. Didn't even know my name. The bitch! She made me stand up in front of the class and then she said it again six times seven and I just went red. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the pressure. I didn't know how to do it and I start making up numbers in my head so I'm shouting out the wrong answers and she's losing her shit and I got in trouble even though I didn't know. You know, I said, I'm not in your class. She goes, you're in my class now and then that was it. So for then on, I couldn't really do maths even to when I got to a stage where I had to work in a, in a job in Aldi and I had to, they wanted us to add up this, the, the shopping on the spot because the Germans, the, the Germans who, who run the Aldi, which is a different four letter, anyway, they, they wanted to, they thought our minds are quicker than computers. And maybe they're right, but mine wasn't and I couldn't do maths. I'm an arithmophobe, numerophobic and I couldn't do it. So I just used to stand there asking customers how much they wanted to pay and how much change that they want until I got in trouble. And uh, I was never put on a checkout again. But there was a point to that. Oh yeah, stuff happens in school. So we're doing, so, so I was in school uh, obviously as a child and there was a school choir and all of the kids had to line up in the classroom while they were practicing. I can't remember what it was for, but maybe some sort of communion or something. And we're all singing along, and this other teacher, another fucking muppet, uh, Mrs. Brannock, uh, she's listening to us and she's playing the piano with her witch fingers, because she's a witch. And she got me to, she goes, Alan, uh, everyone stop. Alan, can you go over and draw a picture, please? Can you go over there and draw a picture? So, yeah, okay. And I went over and I sat down and I drew a picture and I finished drawing the picture and I stood back up and I walked back into the choir where everybody was standing and she stopped playing the piano again and said, no, Alan, can you stay over there and keep drawing pictures? That's how I was kicked out of school choir for being terrible at singing. I'm really good at drawing pictures now. Like, I'm really good. I'm not giving her the credit, but uh, she kicked me out. So I was terrified about singing in front of, uh, well not terrified, I, didn't, I don't care anymore, but I was terrified for years about singing in front of people uh, because of that moment, because of a teacher ruining your fucking life. But uh, it was fun, so that was the close of the festival and we sang in front of a load of people. And then I had a load of other gigs on and a load of uh, quizzes because I run the quizzes and a load of bars and corporate quizzes. And it was non-stop to drive out to Matacana to do my dumb quiz in a fucking beautiful vineyard. There's a vineyard and all out there and it looks amazing. And in the quiz overlooking that there's all of these people drawing penises and, and Michael Jackson playing with monkeys. And like it, it was just a weird contrast, you know, of but that's that's what it, that's what they wanted to do and it was fun. 
and then I raced back to do a gig. I had a lot of gigs lately. I raced back to do a gig in Sky City, and it wasn't really. They didn't really promote it, so they. So I I I was MC, and I had to go on stage. And my what I do, I don't really do that many stories anymore. I want to talk and play with people, you know. So I need an audience. So and we got there, and there was no audience. There was two people. There was people watching the TV. There was more people watching the TV than wanted to watch the gig. So the lady who organised this said, you're going to have to do the gig either way. And I said, I can't stand on a stage and talk to empty fucking chairs. This is l- lunacy. She, I goes, you better sit in the front row and I'm going to talk to you. So they, they demanded the gig go ahead. And it, was, it wasn't a normal closed off gig that people, that works, you know, a normal closed off in a room. People in the room, gig starts, yay, crazy. It was open and the, the casinos are sad. It's full of sad people because everybody is losing their money. Like not many people win. You don't hear many cheers in the casino. In TV you do, and you know, but in real life and in Auckland, they're just sitting there sad, pressing buttons, losing more money. So the only time people came over toward where the comedy was, it was when they were heavily depressed because they spent their children's inheritance on slot machines and the pokies. So it was a weird gig. And every time you talked about anything, you were reminding them of how sad their life is. And so it was tough. But I did, I did, I did, I did fine, I think. Because we, we brought a couple of people there. And we were, I was talking to some people. And the first guy, who's really good, uh, uh, the, there was two old men down the back. And they were giving out and heckling. And I haven't heard heckling in ages. So I lost, I lost it. And then four young lads came and sat in the crowd and they created energy. So I jumped up and I lost my shit at the old man. I ripped the shit. It was supposed to be a clean gig as well. Uh, clean and an audience. Uh, so I struggled right, with all of that. But I lost, I shouted at the old man and I, 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 you know, I talked about how old men make random noises when they don't give a fuck anymore. And I was just taking the piss out of them and, and called them a couple of names until they left the room. And then it was a nice atmosphere. And then the other comedians came on and they told stories. But anytime they told a joke, the audience didn't laugh because they were still sad because they lost all their money at the casino. And and then it turns out the people, the four lads that joined the audience were bribed with free beer. Like it was a weird, it was a weird gig. So they're sitting there going, yeah, yeah, when's the next free beer? You're like, no one wants to be here. We didn't want to be there. The audience didn't want to be there. What was left of them? So we're all finished eventually, thank fuck for that. And I was building up to this Irish race day, right? And that was on Saturday, Saturday night. And the, that, because that was my last, my last job for a while. But now I've got, I've got more jobs since then. I got another acting gig, uh, which I'm doing this weekend, which is great because it means it's on a Sunday. So I don't have to go out on a Saturday night because I need to be professional so I can have a night off. And uh, so... So yeah, but this was up until up until that point. This was my final gig, and so I thought, right, we're gonna get we're gonna get wrecked. Everyone's gonna get wrecked. All the Irish people in Auckland are gonna get off their face. And like I said at the start, they did. I'm like, we're not, you know, we're we're pretty. I said we're pretty loose. Like even t- thinking about going back when I did the Me- the Melbourne Festival a few years ago, and I a lot of Irish people came to my show, and a lot some of them I knew from Ireland like I knew them years ago when we were kids so they'd all want to meet up and have a few drinks 
So you did. And what they do in Melbourne and all these fancy places is go to BYO uh, restaurants and they bring their own wine. But Irish people don't, we we don't belong in a BYO restaurant because what well, what I did and what all of us did would bring about four or five bottles of wine each and order the starter and sit there and eat your fucking chips while you're getting smashed on wine. And then you're the last people to leave the restaurant because you're da- jumping around and dancing. And that's a night where I, I thought I had cancer. I was smashed and I went into the bathroom and I was uh, washing my hands and I spat in the sink. And I seen blood in the sink. Like I seen red in the sink. I went, shit, I'm spitting up blood. I was convinced. I Because I seen Gran Torino. Spoiler alert. Clint Eastwood dies. Or he nearly dies. But you know he's going to die because he's old as fuck. And uh, it's, he starts spitting up blood because he has cancer. That was in my mind. I'm in the bathroom washing my hands. Spitting in the sink. And then I went out and I had to break the news to everybody at the table. I said, I think... I have cancer. I'm spitting up blood. And then one of the lads beside me said, you're drinking red wine, you dope. And then that was it. So it was, that's, we, we just get a bit weird in the whole, the whole experience. So this, this weekend, uh, the Irish race day, and then after that, they all went to a bar uh, in Newmarket. And, and then some people went to the, the, a couple of bars in town. And all these different stories are coming back. One, one uh, friend of ours, female, and I won't say her name, but it's a great story, is she got absolutely, and she's, you know, one of these, I'll say elegant, I don't know, but she's, uh, but she was dressed really elegant, and, you know, and came across really prim and proper all day, and then she went to the bathroom in Farrah's Heads, and uh, stripped down to her underpants, not knowing where she was, and was about to walk out, to the bar. I assume they wear underpants. I don't know knickers. Stripped down to her knickers, and was about to walk out in front of how many people were in the bar until some random girl seen her and dragged her back in and dressed her, and that's how loose there was just puddles of puke and people running around doing weird stuff. But it was great fun. The point is, it was it was a great laugh, and uh, I was saying about the yeah I got an, an, another acting gig because I was back when I was back in Ireland. Like I done, I done a lot of acting stuff in New Zealand, and I can't always use my accent, right? Because it, nobody understands, and it doesn't make sense. So I was, uh, so this one is another advert, which is great, and I'm in a movie that comes out this year that we did it with, uh, Billy Elliot. I forget his name again. I keep forgetting his name, but we he didn't like we didn't get on well. But he was it's it's six days was the movie. And my character and his character don't like each other because my character is Irish and I'm a cop, a policeman, and he is uh, SAS. So we sat down one day and he was saying, I'm trying to figure out our relationship. And in the movie, I said, yeah, 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 it's good to meet you. It's really nice and this, yeah, let's this do that. Yeah, yeah, we don't get on. That's great. That's a great backstory. I'm enjoying learning from, from uh, the ballet dancer. And then he, we got into the movie and he goes, right, I figured out our relationship. And he was a prick to me the whole time. He'd walk up to me, right right to my face, just staring at me. And then rearrange stuff on the desk I was at. And uh, just walk away again. And I'm going, you're not threatening at all. Like, I know you're playing an SAS guy, but I'm expecting you to pirouette or do a dance. Because you're Billy Elliot. So, but that but that movie's out this year, so it's, it's great. And then... Uh, but the but yeah, so I've done a lot of adverts in, in New Zealand, but then when I went back to Ireland, 
uh, for the six months. I got one advert, but that was for New Zealand. That was for here. It was the Lions. It was the Lions tour, the AIG ad. So I got it in Ireland, but I had to come back here. But I, I couldn't get into an agency. And I remember just going, this is mental. Like, I have a show reel. I've done stuff. I'm in a movie. I've done TV. Uh, and then uh, the only acting gig I got in Ireland was from a Tinder day. I went on a Tinder day, and we just we got on well as friends. And then she calls me up and says, look, I have this acting gig if you want. Just come in and, and, and audition. And I thought, is that the way Ireland is? You have to use Tinder to get jobs. You know, I don't think that's right. I know some people use Tinder for drugs and stuff, but jobs. But I forget what the point was. Because, uh, as I said, this is the this is a pretty long, it's a pretty long hangover. And I'm trying to talk to people over the last couple of days, Irish people that were out at the races, are, they were still struggling and... Uh, then I went to join a gym today because I thought I've done so much damage to my body. I'm gonna join a gym. I'm like I'm just so many toxins. There was smells coming out of me that I don't even know where they came from. I looked at you know I can't tell that story. Uh, but I was, it was yeah, it was just it was it was absolutely mental. And then so Tara, I joined a gym. So I'm emailing all these different gyms. And they're giving me different prices and I'm trying to, I'm going, $40 to sign on? Nah, six ninety nine a week. And then one gym called me up and I I went out, because I was in a gym before for about a year and I was fine, I felt healthy. And then I went out to the gym and it's the one by the tennis courts uh, down by the domain in Auckland and it's a really fancy, fancy gym and she brings me in and I'm, and she's showing me all the swimming pools. There's a massive swimming pool here indoors. There's a swimming pool on the roof. Saunas, jacuzzis. The gym looked amazing. We're going up three and, three and four flights of stairs. Then she sits me down to tell me the prices. And wants me to sign up there and then. The sales. The whole sales bollocks. And I hate the sales sort of talk. And I'm sitting there going. There's no way I'm going to sign up now. But give me the information and I'll call back. But today is the last day of the of the promotion today is always the last day of your promotions but i'll get back to you so i'm sitting there and i'm acting like because i'm acting i'm acting like because you don't have acting on my email uh alan McElroy, actor and then i take it off every now and again but now i can put it back on because i got this acting gig and then i'll take it off in a few weeks but i'm sitting there and she's telling me the prices she goes to so 250 and i went okay is that for the year she goes no that's the signing on fee and I went, what? And I start sitting there. I start sweating in front of her. And then she goes, and it's $35 a week. And I just, I was soaking. And that's the, the most I've ever sweated in a gym in my life. And I was talking about money. I didn't even go near the equipment. I just sat there dripping with sweat going, oh, yeah, I'm definitely interested, but I'm going to have to send you an email tonight when I go home. So I came home and had to have two showers and that's how, uh, so that's my workout. Just go to a gym and let them talk about prices. Turns out I've talked for 20 minutes again. I still don't really know what I said. Hangovers are great. Uh, I'll talk soon. Episode 12. Did it!